seen that uh, that, that that show uh, with with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. That that maniac show no, on Netflix. It looks good though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it, it's interesting, but they do this bit with like you can pay for things by using a quote unquote ad buddy, meaning like you'll say, "Hey, I'm gonna pay through ad buddy," and then they beacon like some salesman guy to come up to you, and he pays for your shit, and then for the next like hour or two hours, he has to walk with you. And like, just read ads to you. <laughs> oh no, it's like Black Mirror, except somehow more over the top. And not like, oh no, my mom's a toaster. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I, I still love that image, uh, the, the meme of Black Mirror, yeah. where it's just, they duct tape a knife to a Roomba and it just says Black Mirror. Like, <laughs> accurate. Ha <laughs> 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 taking you down a peg, Netflix. <laughs> to start this shit at some point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to fight forever. I promise we talk about fighting. Uh, yeah, that, that <laughs> not was... Not just our inner demons. That was 12 minutes. I'm not cutting all that down. <laughs> no, we're, we're not cutting a bit of that. Yes. That is the entire intro. Now here's the music. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to you. Holiday edition. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to Fight Forever. I'm in hell. <laughs> and this is my podcast. <laughs> Why did I start this? I don't know. I'll never know. It's not good. Eventually, this this show is going to be something totally different. Like in within three months. Like I'm talking, we just give up on fight sports because we're like, yeah, fuck it, it's all corrupt bullshit. And uh, by the way, that's the theme of this episode because we've decided to arrange our show into having themes. No, we didn't decide that. Like they're they're looking at me like, what the fuck? Did did we get leave out of the sketch? Fucking Um, unilateral over here. Yeah, check it out. Well, um, I'm rogue. <laughs> Take the shot. <laughs> so Tango has flown the coop. Repeat, Tango has flown the coop. Colin Mussolini, you say. <laughs> so we we're, we're we're over here like probably by the end of it. Introduce yourself. Sort of this is the show. show. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. Probably okay. Hi, I'm Hitler. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Zach. Dan. Banks. <laughs> yeah, and that's fight forever. Spicy over here. Ooh. Ooh, that was a spicy introduction. Uh, f- fake fighters fighting fake fights. The most fanciful fight sports, sports podcast on the internet. Ah! Okay, in the world. Um, and uh, we talk about men who fight each other for money. Sweaty, punchy, huggy men. Yeah, sweaty. <laughs> My fight friends, my punchy bros. A um, couple of bros that went all punchy. Last night, even. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Dan, yeah, you're the boxing oh, guy. Uh, We're throwing so, to you. Yeah, last night was the uh, Devontae Wilder and Tyson Fury heavyweight boxing Oof. bout. Which, have you guys seen any of those Tyson Fury interviews? He's been on like countless interviews. Uh, I saw something where he was in a Batman costume one time, and I'm already, I'm already loving yeah. it. I kind of I, I, I yeah. fucking love this guy honestly. Like, so he's like six foot ninety. Yeah, he's six foot nine. Yeah, and uh, and Devonte is not like a small fellow either. I think he's like six six. Uh, but yeah, like both of them were undefeated going into this. 
um, just gigantic, big, throwy handsmen on completely opposite yes. end of the spectrum. Devontae, African-American fellow from the American South, uh, nicknamed the Bronze Bomber for going to the Olympics, walking away bronze. His entire body is a billboard of tattoos. And on the other hand, you have the palest, biggest, awkwardest white man ever in yes. Tyson Fury. He is a nerdy, painfully European, old and just, English, like because he's, he's that old school English kind of gentleman. Uh, and the kind of boxer he is too, because Wilder is somebody like these the Bronze Bomber. They they call him, you know, he's throwing taters, he's throwing hail marys like nothing. And then you have Tyson Fury, who is on the other end of the boxing spectrum. He's kind of that Floyd Mayweather-esque. He he's a defensive boxer, uh, and he comes with that old English guard of boxing, you know, and. A lot of what he talked about over and over with Wilder is he's just like, I'm going to outbox you. I'm going to outbox you. And he's just, he's so fucking cool. Like, in that. In a very not cool kind yeah, of way. Yeah, in, in, in the most in lame way. way. In the nerdiest, yeah. lamest kind but of. But he, the, the story with Tyson Fury, what makes it interesting is that he won the belt and then went into a deep depression. He got stripped of his title. And he just completely retired um, and disappeared. And this dude's, you know, he's six foot seven, six foot nine, what the fuck ever it is. But six he, nine. it's six nine. Yeah, he's Jesus six foot nine. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he gained up to like four hundred and fifty pounds while he was. He just was on this huge, depressed, like binge eating. Like coke binging, Portly squad just, yes, approved. Just the most hardcore, like, and I mean, he he went into how much of a flawed character he truly was uh, in in a lot of interviews. He was so matter of fact about it, just like, oh yeah, I I was fucking around on my wife and I did a bunch of coke. Um, <laughs> okay, John Jones, <laughs> cool, thanks, Tom. Yeah. And I I don't know, he's he's just he's he's really captivating in how matter of fact he is. And I was just like, yes, I got depressed, and then I'm back after I stopped being such a fat piece of shit. <laughs> um, he, he was talking about going on the, uh, the the keto diet and all that, and how he was at, like, 450 pounds, and he basically dropped, like, 100 pounds a year. Like, over the course of the last two years, he's gone from 450 pounds to 250 pounds. And what's crazy is he's only 30. Yeah, yes. like, yeah, still he's... a young dude, you know. Yes. So was this like his return fight or something for him? Or well, so, he had so to kind of like to build it all up, the current like unified champ is another Brit named Anthony Joshua, and he's a mm-hmm. younger dude. He's twenty nine, so he's the youngest of the three we're going to talk about, and he's only six six, like two fifty, you know, <laughs> two sixty, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so right, scrawny he's the in champ, this crowd. and then so the big build has been Devonte Wilder versus Fury to decide who's the because they're both undefeated. And we'll talk about what the result of the fight is in a minute. But the idea is they're trying to build this hype. A lot of people speculated that Fury's going to beat Wilder. He's a better boxer. Even though he's younger, he doesn't have the Olympic experience, and he's only fought about half the matches. So really, the person a lot of people were hoping was going to win was Wilder because he's got like 40-0 and and you know just a little older, more experienced, thinking he might actually beat him, and then it'll kind of be a you know American versus British kind of feud. But... That didn't really happen. So, it's because Wilder is not a technical fighter. He was fighting a lot of smaller names. Uh, Fury was taking really, really, really difficult fights. 
throughout his entire career. So I mean, of... insane fights. What, what what was the one thing that he was like really famous for? Because he fucking there, there there was one undefeated guy who was like the heavyweight champion, a uh, Russian guy, who oh, uh, wow. who Tyson Fury like starched. Um, oh, and, Vladimir Klitschko. Yes, it was yeah. Klitschko. Yeah, that was he, 2015. Yeah, he starched him. Um, it was got and it was after that fight that he got depressed. He beat him and was like, "Okay, I'm at the pinnacle of you know my career, so uh, uh, I'm just gonna go uh, do a bunch of coke yeah, and disappear." That's when he, he won the WBA, the IBF, the WBO, the IBO, like all all four titles. Yes, yeah, they're like super unified. And titles. and it's funny because the only fight that he really had any that was really in any trouble was there was one fight where he was. Uh, it was his first American fight, I believe, and he was fighting a cruiserweight who moved up to heavyweight. And uh, that was his one fight that he had trouble on because that guy was a better boxer than him. And he just knocked him out at the last second was was how he pulled it together. Um, but he is just – he's a more technical boxer versus Wilder who's a Hail Mary fighter. He's got a shit ton of knockouts. Versus Fury doesn't have as many knockouts. He has a whole lot of decision wins. Yeah, so like uh, Wilder's got 41 fights, total 40 wins, 39 knockouts. So all but yes. one has been a knockout. But like you said, a lot of people speculate he just fights kind of chumps. He's handpicking who he's going up so he can yes. kind of pull a Mayweather, like build the resume of, but yeah, you don't fight any cover. Versus Fury's got, uh, on the yeah. contrary, uh, he's got, I think, 20 fights. It's like 29. 28, uh, yeah. 27 wins, 19 knockouts, but, like, we'll take on anybody. Way, yes. like, and way more he's been, fights. Yeah, yeah. His, his fights have been... It's quality kind versus of for, quantity. Right. right. It's you know? It's been for, uh, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, the Khabib situation, how Khabib had uh, fought a lot of people who were just kind of chumps. You know, even leading up to... Uh, getting the title when he fought uh, Rage and Al, it's like none of these guys are, you know, I, I call them chumps or whatever, and, and they're not, they're better fucking athletes than I could ever dream of in my life. But, but, but they're the, not the, the highest caliber yeah, yeah, of yeah, opponent the, available. Yeah, they're not, the they're the not, sport. yeah, the upper, yeah, not the elite people, not the top five. He, he fought somebody who was ranked number 11 to win the title. Well, you know? So, I have a question here. I'm, this is starting to sound very familiar because the last time we had a big undefeated versus undefeated boxer boxer matchup that was like setting new records and bringing the sport into mainstream attention. You mean Triple G? And, yeah, uh, G two. Yeah, no. something about. And it's yeah, funny. How... I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like we got a similar outcome to that. Yeah. Well, so it kind of boils down to, in a nutshell, lot lot of behind the scenes money. Transpiring. It's a yeah. uh, the Fury fight's so fought, nice. We're gonna do it twice. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Fury fought like uh, Triple G did on the first fight. I mean, he's just kind of he's throwing a lot of jabs. He was really in the pocket for the whole fucking fight. Uh, I was watching a lot of highlight reels of the uh, of round for round what was happening, and um, basically uh, the the big important things are <laughs> a lot of people how they were scoring this. Like a lot of like trusted fighters were going. Uh, I have Tyson Fury winning 10 out of 12 rounds. Um, and the rounds that he didn't win were the rounds that Wilder caught him and knocked him the fuck down. Because there were a couple times where Fury got caught and he was on the ground. And actually, in the final round, everybody thought that Fury was knocked out because he was flat on his back for a second. And then he got up. 
um, before the 10 count. And it was like, I'm fine. And then he's still picked up. And, I mean, you could make an argument that even that round he won if you just kind of ignore the knockdown. <laughs> Depends on how you score that. Well. Um, but it's, it's funny that in the end they scored it a draw. And I could see it being a draw if uh, you're not scoring this round for round. If you're scoring this as a fight as a whole, yeah. you have one guy who was technically better and the other guy was, you know, still hurting him more. Yeah, because I'm wondering, how is this a draw? If you said one guy won 10 of the 12 rounds, uh, the other guy only just knocked him down twice. To me, the guy who still won 10 of the 12 rounds should right. be the winner. Should be the winner. And that's why a lot of people are saying that Tyson There's always Fury a fucking Adelaide bird in the, in the mix. Yeah, well, and that's kind of what happened. I want to know which goddamn judge... Uh, had it 115 yeah. for Wilder. Yeah, had it 115 to 111 Wilder. What the fuck? What fight were you watching? The one uh, that anyway. cleared his bank account. Well, so... <laughs> yeah. so I'm uh, I'm reminded of when we had the discussion on a very similar subject here when um, Mighty Mouse lost the title to Cejudo because again if you if you looked at the fight as a whole holistically like Mouse, Mouse won. won like it wasn't even a thing like Cejudo's good and a great wrestler and he had some issues with Mouse had some issues dealing with him but like you you look at it on the Mighty on the Mouse whole, was the aggressor yeah exactly you know, but the, like the entire time was in control of the but fight. we have an arbitrary way that we divvy up fights that we look at this, we break this down and judge by rounds. And on the rounds, Cejudo got that. And that was just, you know, and then we we, we overturned the longest reigning UFC champion history because of this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Mouse himself has been very outspoken about this fucked up decision. Yeah. It's been this, kind of funny. This fight, it's, it's funny because Mighty Mouse was actually posting on Twitter about it a bunch, just saying like, Boxing is so corrupt, but I'm sitting here like, uh, dude, you were the one that got fucked over in, in MMA. Well, I mean, I think um, you should know. Yeah. Well, but I mean, also, I mean, look at where crazy. he's at now. He's no longer at the UFC. Well, but, we'll talk about that yeah, in a we'll, minute. We'll put a pin um, in that one. I, well, yeah, I but, don't. <laughs> but it's, what, what we'll does this, that. what does this one fight mean for the state of boxing? Because it's interesting, heavyweight fights in America is not as big of a deal anymore. No, yeah. Uh, this is this is the first gone wayward since Tyson. Yeah, this uh, is the first you know. main event since like the Tyson era. So yeah. like yeah. twenty America's years. Shifted towards lighter weights, and if you look at who predominantly is the card holders, it's a lot more Hispanic, right? So they're going to be littler guys inherently. Mm -hmm. So it's you don't see as many. You know, if you're a bigger guy who's Hispanic, you're going to go to UFC. You're going to go to you know maybe WWE or another sport versus you know so. Yeah, I'll be I'm interested to know like who's getting picked over, like who typically who would have gone to boxing now is getting scooped up in the, into the MMA or the the pro yeah. wrestling worlds. It is because uh, I mean, there's it's not like there's a shortage of guys like Kane Velasquez. They're just not in boxing. Well, and so it's uh, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought just there. Um, but so okay, so where this feud goes is with after this, we know there so the. After all the rounds, ends in a draw, which is very, very similar to the Canelo Triple G thing. Like, you're not going to make anybody lose their title, but what? Oh, we have to make them fight again. Oh, yeah, it's hope we can sell more uh, seats. And, and maybe yeah. you talk a lot of crap online. And Well, and it'll be more, because it's interesting. Uh, for the fight build for this one, they really tried to be as friendly as possible, even in some of these interviews where they were trying to fake conflict. Like, I saw a few things where... 
uh, Tyson Fury was talking to Wilder in, in some of these interviews, and uh, it, it was funny to me because uh, Wilder was talking like he had an alter ego. He was like, I got my, you know, you, you, you're talking to the man, but soon you're going to meet the bomber, you know? <laughs> and, okay. and, and, and Fury's over there like, what? <laughs> you, you what, what are you saying? He's like, I thought that we were cut from the same cloth, and it turns out you're just fucking crazy. Um, so, well, and so, so, do, so, where they're both trying to head? Okay, so, uh, Anthony Joshua just fought in September. He beat uh, Alexander uh, Potevkin, like knocked him out seventh round, kept his four titles. So he already has a, a bout on the books for April of next year, mm. but they haven't decided who's going to take him on. So it's like. They were probably maybe hoping one of these guys would do it, but when nobody did it, or uh, I guess we'll build another feud. But you could squeeze in another feud, what? In, I mean, if he's scheduled in April, can you squeeze one in in February and then give him two months to fight the undisputed champ? Obviously, Joshua isn't interested in fighting Wilder yet. Um, so I, my personal speculation, Wilder's the older guy here, right? He's 33. Mm-hmm. Joshua's 29. So it's like you give him a year or two, you let Wilder be 35, 36. It's weird, though, because Wilder... down of, oh, you're declining, and I'm still the champ. And... Wilder feels newer, and the reason why he feels newer is because he has had less impressive fights. Yeah. Like, now he's at a point where he has to do the resume-building fights. Because he's got this, like, impressive record, but not an impressive fight resume, yeah, if that it, makes sense. A, a terrible highlight reel. Yes. His last couple fights, like, so when I finally kind of first started knowing of him was, like, in 2017, he fought our Vermaine uh, Stiverin, who's Canadian, and he's kind of a has-been at this point. He's 40, you know, so he's 38 at that point. And then he fought Luis Ortiz, who everybody thought he was going to win, uh, Cuban guy, like, cool story he escaped mexico mm-hmm. cartels beat his way free basically <laughs> but and it was a left-hander and then you know but ultimately they're kind yeah. of trying to really establish him as better guys but again he's fighting has yeah. he's fighting well, the heroes of yesteryear like bellator well it's like what makes daniel cormier yeah i mean they're, they're old the yeah. <laughs> there is a case for daniel cormier being the goat mma fighter and Part of it is that his highlight reel includes him taking Dan Henderson, the guy that everybody learns from, everybody's yeah. fucking wrestling mentor and Olympic gold medalist, Hendo. and picking him the fuck up just, and slamming yeah, him on the just ground. ragdolling him. Yes. Disrespectful. <laughs> and you know what? That sort of shit is what Wilder needs. But now he's got an impressive highlight reel where he knocked down an undefeated yeah. boxer. Yeah, beat him, yeah. but yeah, and then you're just going to build the hype. And if he can beat him, then that's his, his legacy, or that's his legitimacy. And it kind of showed, like, it's very, very, I mean, it's heavyweights, man. You never know with heavyweights. That's what makes it so exciting. Yeah. I wish that Americans appreciated heavyweights more. And it's funny that they don't, because America, of all places, should be the place yeah. where... we're hefty boy central. You know? Well, not only that, but, like... There's a history of... A physical... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and a physical specimen, you know, this is somebody who is born to be this big. Yeah. And is born to be this big. Nebraska corn-fed, I'm 6'5", yeah. easy walking around 270. Like, and it almost oh, doesn't man. matter your technical ability. You know, in, in a lot of these lighter fights, it really does matter your technical ability. 
You don't see as many yeah. knockouts. No, yeah. But you when can't... you're at heavyweight, all you got to do is just get caught. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you, you have somebody punch. throwing around 260, 270, just swinging for the fences. And, yeah, you get caught anywhere, mm-hmm. and that'll rattle you, you know. Which I think, and that's where we've transitioned to where I think America's doing more MMA, you know. Yeah. We've... I think Americans, they're kind of like watching, um, they like seeing people who look like, Mind them more themselves, like more the average Joe type, except, you know, as I'm watching this or as they're watching, they could be like, hey, I could be that guy, you know, I just need to join Fitness Connection, you know, give me a year or two to train, I can do well, that, you know, <laughs> where when you got those yeah. big, larger than life dudes, you're you like, oh, the, I can yeah. never do that. Well, well you yeah. got those fucking uh, Kevin Owens guys, yeah. well, you know, well, so you, got, a, you got your big countries who aren't necessarily that tall, but, you know, well, they got a fucking beer gut and they're like, I can throw some Hail Marys, yeah. let's go, I'm old man strong, here's you know, the, here's the here's country those, strong. Here's yeah, the deceptive thing about those kinds of guys. They're still bigger and no, stronger yeah. than like we want superhumans to like lose ourselves in watching these fight, but like they need to be relatable guys. So you can be chubby, but you still got to be over six foot. So no, like yeah, you, know, yeah, it's, you, it's, you gotta yeah, split those uprights. Yeah, the only like because Daniel Cormier is one of the smaller guys. Like he's what he's uh, he's five eleven, five eleven. Yeah, he's like two forty five, and so he's got powerlifting yeah. dad. You but know, he's kind of built like 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 my grandpa. Like actually, a lot of the the Phillips boys are built like this, barrel chested. Yeah, chested. yeah. yeah. If, if if I were to work out and like actually like lose a bunch of weight, I would still be built like Daniel Cormier. Yeah, just some you people. Know? Are, yeah, it's just body type. But I mean, you look at like Tyson Fury, six foot nine. That's bigger than Strowman. Like that's bigger than anybody yeah. in UFC or I mean in MMA. Yeah. WWE. Sorry. You know, so that's a big some bitch any way you slice it. You know, mm. and he's not quick and coordinated enough to go into you know. Well, at least we can watch basketball. him fight again. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna see the run We got like five more years. America, and then Bellator. America, like us, in just a moment, is transitioning over to MMA. You, you know, you got you, you got your fucking uh, De La Hoyas. Oh. Uh, you, you know, doing coke, motherfucking. <laughs> uh, yep, he's I mean, a Pepsi man. How dare you? Yeah, product Oscar product. De La Hoya. Is fucking hosts a fight with Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. Liddell. Yeah, Liddell. Uh, coked out of his mind, just fuck it. Yeah, we'll, we'll host this fight. <laughs> anyway, uh, super fight proposal De La Hoya versus has been Conor McGregor, only on Bellator. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back addressing uh, some of the freak shows of MMA and uh, other important things in UFC, Bellator, and. A golden boy? Anyway, we'll be right back. That's, that is yeah. our, I hope you enjoyed our MMA thing. <laughs>
He's going to do that every time for every episode <laughs> every from time. now on. Exactly like he did that last time. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally wrote that out. Color so, me. <laughs> boy, <sighs> what's been happening in the MMA fight game? Boy, a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, where do we where, where do we want to start? Let's Rose start with the train wreck in the room. Oh, good. Um, right. Dan, my life. I, it's my <laughs> choice, guys. Okay, I'm trying my best. Um, uh, um, do we want to start with UFC 231? We, we just start with Tito Ortiz. Let's yeah. We should start with uh, Tito versus Chuck. Okay, my first question. So Bellator. My fr- uh, not even Bellator. No, 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 no. Bellator no. without so, any belts. So here's. Here's a little backstory for everybody. Um, so uh, Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz obviously had one of the biggest feuds in uh, fight sports. Well, no, history. it was yeah, no, it was um, it was very important this part was, for that era. Yeah, this is their third go round. Now Chuck Liddell retired very peacefully from UFC and all of MMA. Uh, he kind of got a chin a glass towards the end i mean it was very clear like this guy just needs to be put out to pasture because he he can't he can't go no more um and tito is a touch younger than chuck um and went out of the fight business uh, a little less uh peaceful i mean he, he did a couple fights in bellator yeah uh, he feuded with the ufc quite a bit and with dana white quite a bit um but he is looking to step back he's looking to become a family man uh but both of them were interested in one more money-making fight together now uh they tried to pitch this to dana white dana white said to chuck you are over 50 we're not doing this fuck no (laughs) um and then Chuck was like, well, I still want it. I still really want this fight. He's so like, then they went to Scott Coker over at Bellator. And he was like, mm, well, I'm thinking about it, maybe. And then he, like, really looked at, you know, Chuck and looked at all of them and went, you know what? You're over 50. No. Yeah, you're over 50 and your last several fights, like, it's evident that, like, you've got some CTE things going on with you. And, I mean, but he still passed medicals. That's the thing. And then Oscar De La Hoya hits him up for his new MMA franchise that he's trying to start up as, like, kind of a money-making business. And a coked-up Oscar De La Hoya went, You know what? Fuck it! Let's do it! Put him on! You know? And it was great. Um, (laughs) This, the press release for this fight was pretty hysterical because you had Oscar De La Hoya just fucking like you, you can tell he just did a straight up like scarface just like there's the pile of cocaine there and he just like threw his fucking face into it just and then he gets up and he's like okay so we got these two guys are gonna make me a lot of money what the fuck's their name on tito ortiz and a chuck lydell um then we got some other fights i don't fucking know these guys and i'm, I'm leaving and then like <laughs> That's basically how that press conference went, and it was amazing. Um, so you could tell that, like, it wasn't with any regard for anyone's safety or, you know, really any sort of responsibility. No, this was a like coke-fueled, money-making night. And everybody went, you know what? Yeah, we want to see this. Yeah, we're, we're that depraved. Um, and 
Tito Ortiz, like, you could tell was humoring Chuck for a minute, like, really trying to give him a minute. Every advantage he could to try. Yeah, really trying to, you know, make this a fight that would be worth everybody's money. Yeah, $40 per pay-per-view. Yeah, Chuck is just fumbling around. Um, And Tito was finally like, you know what? Okay. Let's just, yeah. And in one good strike, I mean, there were a couple, like, you know, little, like, just tiny little jabs. But he got him with one good hit, and Chuck went down like a ragdoll. Well, so... Just immediately. I guess the question is, how do we feel about guys like Chuck? Chuck Chuck always stands out to me because, like, he is... He is... Dana, as a, as, a, as a businessman and a promoter, was saying to Chuck, no, I can't do this for you because you're 50, blah, 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 whatever. But also it's like a personal friend because those guys are like legitimately close friends because Chuck and Tito, but especially Chuck, was a big draw for UFC in like a very dicey period in that company's no, history yeah, yeah. during the like congressional the, yeah, stuff. The yeah, kings of yesteryear. Yeah, well, in that, in that very essential like – that troubled second era of UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he was like very, very, very troubled. So like was becoming mainstream and less yeah. blood sporty and yeah, that when they were legitimate. moving yeah. out of that period. Yeah. So like was Dana still, was like legitimately yeah. a friend of him, and it was still dice. So they're like, you know, he's looking out for Dana, but like, or Dana's looking out for Chuck, but like. Chuck was supposed to have a fucking analysis commentator job at this point. Like, that was signed yeah, up. That was a thing. When WME bought out UFC, they scrapped that. So, like, this guy's just kind of Cheating fucked. Away, yeah. yeah, so... Got I, bills I, to pay, gonna take a beating. Yeah, know? so it's like, oh boy, I don't know. What What do you do? I mean, it's, it's, do we blame Chuck for taking this fight? Do we I mean, blame it, Oscar for can, promoting this? You can't blame this? somebody that that is how they've made their profession or in career and paid all their bills for you know what maybe the last 20 years is there i mean and now this is probably your last big send-off and it wasn't that great and you know afterward chuck after getting chuck is still talking about fighting still well okay i thought thought he made his announcement and said no tito Tito immediately said i'm not doing this again okay because tito lost the last four in a row by knockout yes and so he probably has to just entertain it of like look i'm paid to get my ass beat but it's the only way i can really make i mean sizable money he might he he might see as a commentator well i might do the bob sap way well yeah Um, i mean just that's, yeah. that's an option. Coming soon to the State so, Fair of Texas. You fight Chuck Liddell. Fifty dollars. My question is, because I assume Chuck's made a lot of money. Did he blow a lot of his money? Why not just open up a gym or, or um, you, you know, know really like that person. a book? I don't but... know. I guess I I don't think pay scales were the same then as it is now. It's not. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah, ten years ago. Not like even being close. a big name. You were. If you were the biggest thing keeping the company afloat when it was banned in several states and you had, like, John McCain gunning for you in Congress to shut the sport down, like, you know, I think I think Chuck has a lot of sweat equity in UFC that Dana can't pay him out now is kind of what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's less like there's, that he got fucked on. Yeah, there's, there's a whole ocean of money that really and truly... The entire sport of MMA owes to Chuck Liddell. Well, fighters. Just the fighters um, should get paid more in general. But it, like Chuck, but, Chuck is a pretty good example of a guy who kept well, who kept the sport alive. Yeah, and you his, know what I mean. Yeah, and so it's MMA fighters need to get paid like boxers do, because fuck, man. I mean, goddamn uh, Fury. 
Uh, both Wilder and Fury walked away with $8 million. And, and they're going to do it again. So they're going to do it again. Well, and then you got somebody like uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor coming through when they're doing, like, goddamn, like, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're talking, like, into the hundreds of millions. I guess I just, um, I have a question. If a guy like CM Punk, who, you know, whatever, I love you, Punk. You're an excellent wrestler. Um, terrible, terrible, terrible UFC, man. If he can be a UFC commentator for a second string promotion, why the fuck can't Chuck fucking Liddell get that somewhere, anywhere? You know what I mean? Like, why does he still have to fight? Why Why is this well, still like, happening? So I'm looking up his, like, net worth. And so he's worth 14 mil. He has a couple bars. But still, yeah, it's like he probably just feels like, look, I'm still owed. Ye- yeah. I helped keep this. Like, where's my, where's my back dues, as it were? It feels like there's something here, like there's some untold story or something here that's uh, people just don't know about. Well, also it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the wrestler, you know. He feels that he took enough time off and that he can come back. It's like eight years. Um, yeah, he's he was gone for a long time. I mean, better part of a decade. So he's in a situation where he's like, well, I feel like I can probably make a return, and I. He kept saying, and he still says it. Like even after getting KO'd that quickly, and he still four goes, times in a row. Yes, last four. Well, but about Chuck? yeah, Chuck. Well, Chuck. He actually said after he got KO'd by Ortiz a couple weeks ago. You know, right afterwards, he was like, "Well, I felt better training than I did, you know, almost a decade ago in those last four fights." You know, I feel better. It's fresh again, and maybe he's got a better. Well, he had, yeah. Well, and yeah. and he had time to fucking completely heal. actually heal. Well, him maybe the real thing is that Chuck just wants to go out on a win, and so if someone would just let him win one, he'd go ahead and retire. Oh, for so good. sorry, sorry. That's what we need. We have this backwards. You don't fight. You don't pay Chuck Liddell to job at you. We need to get Bob Sapp to fight Chuck Liddell. Yeah, one final Liddell versus Ace Rich Franklin. Hey, for for like three thousand bucks, I will absolutely take a couple taters from Chuck and lay down. <laughs> absolutely, I still the like sad your thing odds. Is looking how Chuck fought that last fight, what if you fuck around and win? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What if you flip the script? <laughs> What's he gonna do? Oh, shit, his judo game was off that night. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, poor Chuck. Ooh, okay, I got it, I got it. One last super feud. Chuck Liddell versus Butterbee. No holds barred. I'm saying, look, if you look, look at all the... Who's won Is their Butter last fight? Is alive still? <laughs> yes, he's alive. I don't know. He's not that old. old. <laughs> no, but he was in very poor health. Well, so. no, but he's like, yeah, he's, he's in poor health and he's fat. <laughs> he's probably got heart disease. I'm looking it up. Butterbee is fine. the perfect guy to fight Liddell. He only weighs 425. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> He's just big bone. He's just got thyroid condition. That's muscle built up Listen, over the top. And like, like that's his name. Like he's from the the, the Montana. Hey, he's only fifty two. Okay, he's right at Chuck's. He's perfect. Hey, we're at the same age. Same age. Get that man some some weight watches, yeah. and we got. I'll have you know, Butterbean has a twenty eight uh, total fights in uh, MMA, seventeen wins, seven knockouts, ten submissions. The man will choke you up better than he will knock you. Well, at his size, he could just sit on you and you tap. Oh out. yeah, 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 yeah. He um he <laughs> made a uh, Bob Sapp tap out. Okay, um, all right, look. <laughs> <laughs> seven times. <laughs> anyway. Oh. It's his best return customer. Oh, Bob Sapp. I just feel bad now. 
<laughs> hey, at least Bob Sapp won his yeah. last fight. Butterbean, he fought like uh, 40 fights, and 35 of them were Bob Sapp. Yeah, the other five were Johnny Knoxville. Uh, Knoxville's still alive? <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Yeah, no, you know, I know Steve-O's have gotten all this. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Steve-O's, Steve-O's dead? No, no, no. Oh. He, he got all religious. You were thinking... Oh. Uh, I, I, I like how found God means that he's dead to you. <laughs> <laughs> Not in here, but I, just, I thought y'all said he was dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. His career's dead. <laughs> Steve-O. Oh, boy. Steve-O. Why do, why, how long until Steve-O shows up? Steve-O or Johnny Knoxville on Bellator? So Knoxville's I, a 47. He's right up to that problem. Oh, perfect. Great. <laughs> they should do Chuck Liddell versus Knoxville. Okay. Anyway. I know we're joking. Like Knoxville. Okay. Liddell versus Pump. All right. I'm saying this, this sounds crazy, but we're in a world where... David fucking Arquette just had a death match with notorious death match wrestler Nick Gage. Like, there, I am not ruling out Knoxville <laughs> fighting punk. Wait, wait, wait. What? He just said it. Goddamn CM Punk versus Chuck Liddell. I still, oh God. Who who do you give that to? Oh boy, Chuck. Chuck? I don't trust. I don't trust Punk. I don't trust Punk's strike game. He's gonna lay on the mat and try to punch you. CM Punk has zero fight instinct. I like my chances against CM Punk. I really do. I feel like I can lay on top of him and choke him out pretty pretty easily. Um, I trust. I I trust. He's he's probably a better grappler than a striker. You know, it's. I think it's only happened twice in UFC history ever. That somebody has KO'd somebody on their back. Strikes on the ground, yeah. Like, like, like I'm talking like like the guy on bottom KO'd the guy who was mounting him. That's a humiliating way to lose, by the way. Like, the guy is mount... Like, you, you have the wind, you're about to mount him, and he punches you from off his back and you get KO'd. Like, that's humiliating. Anyway. I'm going to make that turtle style fighting, man. Yeah, <laughs> that CM Punk style. That fucking. I'm just stuck in why is Arquette fighting these days? That's what I'm still on. I'm he, sorry. Dude is dude fucking is working the indies. I know, yeah. and it's just why? Because <laughs> he fucking he's a wrestling fan. When's when's what else is he gonna do? Man, what else is David Arquette up to? Movie. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What else is this guy up to? Uh, really producing. Yeah. Not being uh, married to his more famous ex-spouse. Okay, anyway, we need to move on from freak show fights. What, what else do we got on you? Uh, uh, John Jones is back. For how long? Uh, how many freak show fights can we get out of him? Okay, new, new bet. How long before he gets busted and actually gets the four-year suspension? Uh, I think he's fine. I think he'll be good. I'm okay, going nine so months. do we want to, okay, not to divert, but do we want to talk about then the... Then don't divert. We're on Jones right now. Okay. I was just going to talk about the Ortega Holloway He's that's still coming this weekend before we get to the end of this month. Nope. Nope. All Jones. Right. Right. We'll get there. Uh, I say by June of 2019. So my money is on that Jones will get busted before I have a baby. That's my <laughs> Batman's on. Yes. Okay. Wait, we'll hold just, on, man. Yes. Wait, listen. Yeah. We just said times, right? Didn't I say like six to nine months? Yeah. And you just said six months. 
I gave it till yeah June. I I stole. I'm going at a hard nine at this. That's like it will be here Don't before. Don't ever June. be on the prices right when you're that asshole who I was. No, I would never do that shit. Five hundred one. No, because no, <laughs> I, I would that's do exactly. I would do five twenty five. I'd give you some wiggle room. I would not do a dollar over. That's that's okay. bitch move. I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna give a specific date, but I'm gonna say it's gonna happen. On they'll book a Daniel Cormier fight, and the fight happens. I'm going to call it like this. Cormier loses the fight. With Jones. With Jones. Okay. And. Retires. And Cormier retires. Right. In disgrace. And then, and then, Jones gets busted on steroids. Like, okay, so what do you think the odds are of DC finally beats him clean and then just drops the title? Like, yeah, I finally did it. But I'm out. Worse, I'm worse, worse than the last time because he's older. I want. I. I would absolutely love for DC to go out to, on top. To go out. Actually, on top. beat him clean. Uh huh. That's why he should fight Jones first and then beat Lesnar in his retirement match. Because then if he beats Lesnar, he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't care because the feud. Like he's going to win. If if you think about what's going to draw more though. Like DC versus Lesnar or DC versus Jones? Uh, they just need to do DC both. DC versus Lesnar? Because, I mean, we've seen DC versus Jones. But if this time. is, you know, years Lesnar later. Lesnar moves the needle more, but. More flash in the pan or more legacy? Uh, well, that's what it would be. It would be, a, it would be a flash in the pan. It's it's about. Jones is a. It's that That's a legacy fight. That's a. Yeah, that's that's if you're completing the trilogy well, to see can he do it yeah. once. Well, yeah, and so. Well, so you got to look at it from the sense of like, yeah, it's DC, but if he's on his way out, we'll give him his big payout match with Lesnar that he'll probably win. Mm-hmm. Lesnar doesn't give a shit, whatever. But at a certain point, you got to look away from DC. So you got to look at Jones and like, okay, Jones so, needs this fight to beat DC. Yeah. So you got to look at we're investing in the next guy. So yeah, yeah, I would bet you're right. It's probably going to be Brock versus DC first. Get the cash on that, then let him drop the titles to Jones, and then Jones is your champ. Here's the uh, or because they've always fought at light, though, right? Uh, they, yeah, they've been like so heavyweight matches. Jones said that the UFC is going to have to pay him a fuck ton of money for him to fight DC at heavyweight. You know they will, though, because that's that's the way you establish that guy as your new heavy. Uh, Jones Jones said that, but here's here's the issue: Jones has a lot of power at light heavyweight. I mean, enough power that he goddamn KO'd Daniel Cormier. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy who has never been who is who has eaten. Endless strikes as a young man yeah. in Strike Force. Well, yes, but yeah. Well, to your but point. But is that also roid punches? Well, put now puts that man, puts that Jones against Stipe or Nganu or Lesnar. Like exactly. You start like you start seeing the levels here, and it's like there's probably a fine line that we gotta like. Jones has to look out for. DC what he can has handle. a huge chance of winning against Jones at heavyweight because DC clearly has a. Fuck ton of power as a heavyweight. Yeah, he has KO'd some people who were some serious goddamn competition when they were young men who weren't as broken. Yeah, like Stipe has been almost KO'd several times. Like it was kind of a matter of a time because mm, he he was on the rocks for a few of those. Like his his run um, when he fought Junior Dos Santos, uh, Junior was getting him with these leg kicks and they almost had to stop the fight just because of how fucked up Stipe's leg was. Also, um Stipe when he fought Overeem almost 
uh, fucking straight up lost it. Like, Overeem had him, and then Stipe just caught Overeem over the chin. You know, it, it, it was well, just a... I guess for me, what I'm wondering is, like, Jones is 6'4". He's Stipe's height, and he's fighting at 205. So you you give him 40 more pounds, and he's five inches taller than DC. Like, I mean, he'll still be able to move, but it's like... I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's not built the same way as, like, a bigger guy, right? But, like, he's tall enough to, to handle the weight and do it. He's not going to be, like, awkward and lanky like uh, Volkov, but... I mean, he's still basically the same size as Lewis, except he has cardio. Mm-hmm. I, so, I mean, yeah, a bigger payday is going to be to go the heavyweight. Well, I mean... Because I don't think he's going to try to do a DC and yo-yo between both. Have you, know? you seen how Jones is built, though? Because he's got these little birds. Yeah, he's kind of chicken leg, motherfucker. Well, like, he's built like a wide receiver, you know? Like, he's just going to be fast and lanky and jump and catch something, but he's not in that sport, you know? I just... Yeah. But his two brothers are. You, you have to... Older and younger. You have to look at it like who makes... Who who makes more money in what arrangement, you know what I mean? And I guess by who, I mean, which... How does UFC benefit most from this? And I feel like you have DC in heavyweight. You do the match with Bones, but I feel like that's light... Because they'll pr- again, they have, eventually you have to pivot away from DC and look at Bones going forward. And so, I feel like he's a better fit in light. Yeah, until because, they get well, sick I mean, of him running two, the table there. Those two in light. Who's your other main competition in light heavyweight? That could be a con- actual con- champion. I mean, it's not like there aren't names. But I mean, I feel like heavyweight. You've got a little bit more options. I mean, yeah. you still got a handful of young guys. Even though, like you know, Curtis Blade just got knocked out. Yeah. Uh, and then Overeem got a comeback for a knockout on, you know, some undefeated. So and here's how I'm calling the rest of the the, the run with with Cormier as a heavyweight God champ. Damn it. Um they're about to strip uh they're about to strip Cormier of the light heavyweight. Yeah. And you know, it'll probably end up going to Jones. Like my money's on Jones. I love Gustafson. Yeah. But it's probably gonna go to Jones. Um then I think DC will probably, if they can't get Lesnar, which is looking more and more like Lesnar. Lesnar's got WWE dates again. Exactly. Well, so yeah, since Roman's gone, they've got to fill up big man slot. Yeah. So, so I think uh, it's looking more and more likely <laughs> that Lesnar won't be back. Um. So in in time for DC, I'm thinking that they might give that. They will push DC's retirement. They will give him enough money. Maybe. What is what is this fortieth date? What is this fortieth year? You know what DC I mean. DC has said. I know like, what I know what he said, but it's a, it's it's, it's not, not about hard. money. It, people at, say that all the time. At then a certain they point, pull that money out, and, and you give enough money, you can be without money. <laughs> How many zeros? Yeah. Yeah. I think I got a little more in me. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, goddamn HBK, the one wrestler who said, "I am retired. I am not coming back." But how oh. many zeros? We'll get to it. We'll get to that. I just, I think, I think the thing is, is like, if 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 DC feels like I have, I can see the last two fights of my career, you know, and I'll get them before I get any deeper into my forties. I will just be forty. There won't be a forty-one. Won't push me on after this. I'll get one before I turn 40 and then one a couple of months after that and then he's done. I feel like that's a pretty easy case to make. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
I think we'll see. I think it'll be a Jones Cormier fight. I hope it is. DC will go out um, on that, and then then the undercards of that you have Junior Dos Santos versus uh, Overeem. That's probably going to happen pretty soon. Yeah. Enganu um, will who? probably fight Volkov. Um, what does that name sound familiar? Volkov, Volkov was the tall Russian that. Um, is that the one lost to Derek Lewis yeah, last just, time? Even though he was the one that was beating the shit out yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, this guy and caught it, that last shot at the yeah, end. That's yeah. it. And if, that, that'll be a good one. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and if Nganu wins against Volkov, then they'll probably run back Black Beast versus Nganu again. Um, and hope you actually get a real fight this time? <laughs> yes. Hope and then also, you'll, basically, you'll just feed Lewis to Nganu now that Nganu's mentally back and then try yes. to build him to be that, your. Lewis had a hell of a run, man. I mean. But he just was such a flash in the pan, and he refuses to actually try to be better. He's got so lucky to have a career of he just like. Failed I can upwards. throw really good hey. hands occasionally, hey, but okay. I get winded two minutes in. Hey, shut up. How's about you know, that? You know, you, you, He's great. You were talking about. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you talk shit game. about my boy. And, and I, well, I hope Curtis Blades can do something because he's so young and he's good. But it's like <sighs> you mentioned talking about uh, about Holloway, and yes. it's funny because you have two different examples of uh, in the year 2018 how Derek Lewis was this phenomenon of failing upwards. <laughs> this example of somebody who was doing everything wrong yeah. and somehow ended up by the end just, of the year in a title shot. Just being more entertaining <laughs> than good. Yeah. Well, and that, that goes to show the it's the entertainment value over the actual athletic prowess. But it's not even necessarily that. It's like in athletic prowess, some fucking how this guy <laughs> has managed to just scrape by um, not doing his job because, man, he looks so impressive against big country. There, there were people that he looked really impressive against. No, I mean, he, for he clearly some had to good have ass Marys. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't in that, that 2018. Ain't in 2018. Yeah. In 2018, this guy has fought a shit ton and hasn't really done anything that impressive beyond just said my balls is hot. Yeah. Okay. Hit me more uh, no. But... Okay. Okay. You. All right. All right. All right. Was the rest of the fight impressive? No. Was that fucking haymaker out of nowhere to ice Volkov impressive? One yes. Hail Mary to get Volkov. It was fucking impressive. Now, that that one punch power that he's got is it's dangerous. It's impressive. Yeah. So, Overeem um, has said he wants Lewis, but it's like, yeah, because you want to have an easy win of a guy yeah. who's got no cardio. I think y'all are you just lay on it. the importance of luck. I mean, you'd be the most skilled person there is, but if you get caught with that, that wrong punch or that lucky punch... You can lose. Now, now, Derek Lewis may not be the most skilled, but he's got an abundance of luck. These are two things that work. I don't want to see chicken. <laughs> Sometimes you're rolling that yeah. 20, kids. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to see Overeem <laughs> fight uh, and anybody in that. In that, like, I don't want to see him fight Ngannou again. Just someone who can actually drop him because yeah, of the last gen. I yeah. do not want to see him fight Derek Lewis again. I just no, don't because yeah, cause... it's gonna be it's gonna be Lewis Luck. Because it's just Overeem's a hell of a hand. Overeem's know? all like he's almost at the Chuck Liddell level of like, you know, he'll eat a punch and then that he'll it. just fucking get well, no, teleported. Yeah, and, and what you yeah. you're right, it's like Lewis has fought four times this year. That's yeah. insane. That's a for full a schedule. Guy. Yeah, like that's big. And right. before that, it was like six months off. He hadn't fought since June of twenty seventeen. Well, no, no, but, but it's four times this year. But look at the turnaround between his last two fights. No, like, I know. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm hot. I should. I should, I should right do now. it again. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and, like uh, especially for him to know his cardio is trash and then do nothing. Like 
Yeah. If okay. you know you're getting your actual title shot, but you leave had, your okay. ass at the you gym. You had a month. But to the do point things. that I was originally still... trying to make here is that Holloway is the example of the opposite of that. Somebody who was doing everything right and working his ass off and has had the worst year of his career. Yeah. In terms of he's a champion, he has proved himself. This guy is, you know, an overall likable guy. Um, but somehow... It's like a middle school like, math teacher. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but he, he's been caught in a few, like, horrible situations. I mean, he's not doing well on his weight cutting. Yeah, his kidneys um, are shutting down constantly. Yeah, like, well, holy crap, yeah, he's my height, and he's a, less than a buck fifty. Like, that's a... You're too tall, buddy. I'm sorry. Gotta, yeah. gotta eat. Put on weight. That's his fight name, is Too Tall. Too Tall. No, um, he is... <laughs> He he's in a rough position. He's talking about uh, he wants he wants to fight Khabib, but he's no. not that kind of fighter. No. You don't um, want to die, son. <laughs> you got too much to live for, kid. <laughs> um, that's an interesting thing to to address very briefly here. Uh, who the fuck is Khabib gonna fight? <laughs> the Nevada Athletic Commission. <laughs> yeah, hot takes, ladies and gentlemen. Like, this guy, he's showing no sign of a return. Like, he's kind of in this odd little place where, you know, he's talking about fighting Floyd Mayweather. He's talking about all this shit. Because, you know, he's the guy who was beating Conor McGregor. So, you know, it's like, oh, hey, where, where am I going next, huh, motherfuckers? Uh, I mean, once, once the athletic commission clears him, because uh, I think they will, it's just... That's how it goes. Uh, then we'll see a Conor rematch. So you think that's the only person that is going to... I mean, I, numbers-wise, I get it, because Conor just got clowned, and I don't know. Just... Well, I mean, that's just, like you said, that's a money fight right there. Yeah, yeah. ready-made returns. But if you're Khabib huge. and you don't care about the funds, like, who do you want to go yeah, after? Yeah, but Khabib really dislikes Conor, so maybe... Yeah, he, he wants, wants an opportunity to, to punch him and beat him again. <laughs> yeah, maybe... Well, I mean, do we see, like, a Khabib-Tony Ferguson-type setup anytime soon? Uh, they've been trying to make that for a billion years. They're talking about uh, the game plan is they want to set up a Khabib-Tony Ferguson fight, and then they want to set up a Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor fight. Yeah. But they're also talking about, in the meanwhile, because McGregor may need kind of an easier win of a fight, they're talking about Cowboy Donald Cerrone versus Conor McGregor. Which, that would be an interesting one. Because uh, then they can just reuse all the bus footage where he threw the thing into the glass and shredded up Cerrone's face. That was Cerrone, right? No. Oh, who was the one that that happened to? Chiesa. Ah, shit. Sorry, boys. Uh, I got it. You want it, You want an unranked, uh, just an easy win? Make a McGregor versus Clay Guida. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean... Love, love. I mean, giving him somebody like... Raging Cerrone. Well, okay, uh... You, Y'all heard about uh, Donald Cerrone, like, fucking up Platinum Mike Perry. Um, yes. Like, I mean, he took uh, Mike Perry and, like, ooh, it, it, it was one of the nastiest arm bars. Because he locked him into it, and Mike Perry wouldn't tap. So then Donald Cerrone was like, okay. And he just pulled his arm and, like, fucking broke his arm. Like, pulled it all the way back and, like, stuck his tongue out as he did it. Um, so, okay, I guess, I know he's he's at light, lightweight, but it's like, does he risk moving up and trying to take on, you know, Welter? Um, 
he's what will probably end up happening there is Donald Cerrone will move down to uh, either 155 or 165. They're talking about establishing that. I mean, there's still talks of a Nate Diaz uh, Poirier fight. There's still talks of uh, the, the, apparently Nick Diaz is coming back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There, there, there's After a few a odd years, things, yeah. a few odd comebacks. Israel uh, Adesanya is fighting Anderson Silva. Yeah, um, that's. Which is a not lose, on lose situation weirdly. for uh, for Israel because like if he wins then it's like oh big whoop you beat a forty three year old but if you but if Anderson Silva wins it's like holy shit you lost to a forty three year old um, yeah, yeah Silva's a name he's still a name and he's still there's still one of those gatekeeper esque yeah kind of like figures. hey if you can beat him then you know you there's can still a get certain amount of volume to yeah. beat well, him and Silva hasn't. Poked his head out since that fight with Cormier at UFC 200. God, it's been forever. That was a long time ago. That was two years ago. Two years. Um, anyway, I think that we can wrap up this MMA discussion. Uh, I kind of want to move on to a more serious thing in, uh, in wrestling. <laughs> oh, good. Um, more downers. Yeah, yeah, more downers. Hey, but <laughs> but we'll, be, uh, we'll, we'll be right back uh, at, after these messages. It's a it's 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 a shorter jingle because apparently my MMA thing with all my fireworks I, and I like it. I mean, I wanted his yeah. Ringtone. I'm kind of disappointed. You <laughs> and if you wanted one. his ringtone, let us know. We can make that happen. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. yeah. Click on the link. <laughs> Operators are standing like, by. Comment, subs- like, comment, subscribe. Get it as a ringtone. Give us a call at one eight hundred Kill Your Dad. That's one eight hundred Kill Your Dad. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. a real dark place. <laughs> well, it's Every not going to get any again. better, and it's next... only going to get darker and worse. Um, so wrestling has been something recently. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's I been think. on. Oh, hey, wrestling has happened. This is the in first, the background. This is the first fight forever, by the way, that we've done WWE last. But there's a reason for it. Because <gasps> if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, okay. <laughs> The reason why, uh, last time we were all together, we had talked about this this issue. Well, and one of us wasn't rude. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, rude. Banks over here. Not, Wait, what? Oh, no, me? Not showing up to a recording <laughs> session. Uh, no. Um, He's barely at this one now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? What? Who? Where? What? No. Um, I need we, to get some cardio. We, we had <laughs> talked about the, uh, the, the the Saudi situation and all that and how, and how that was quite... Uh, a, a pickle, right? And oh. and I feel that we didn't necessarily um, address uh, our ethical stance on it, you know. And and a question that I have, and it's a question that I think that we've had since starting this podcast, 
is really uh, with our ethical code and what we carry with the show. Um, I wanted to save this discussion and how can we further justify not only one, covering WWE and encouraging people watching it, but two, uh, watching it ourselves. Um, like, how do we do we continue to compartmentalize this and just kind of call it another drop in the bucket of decades upon decades of shitty, shitty, you know, decisions that that you know this company has made. You know, I'm I'm at a point where I was already kind of teetering, uh, getting back into an interest in the WWE. It was. It was interesting at the brand split when I started watching again in this new era. Um, but one, the product has fallen to such a shitty, like they're, they're not really servicing their fans. It's, th this is the era of just doing shit that nobody really enjoys. This is um, very true. All the talent in the world and nothing good to show for it. Yeah, you of just misusing talent, um, doing very underwhelming storylines that really only end up uh, in favor of one particular wrestler. Um, who is gone currently. Yeah, who it, it ends up being all for naught anyway because of, you know, his disease, which is it's yeah. horrible. You know yeah. what? Honestly, the, the thing is, it's nothing against, uh, you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking Joanna Y. There, there's nothing against him. Ooh, as shoot names. Yeah, as, yeah ooh. Ooh, insider. Ooh, flex, but okay. I, I call him Kevin Steen. No, anyway. <laughs> fucking Max Landis. No, um, nothing against him as, yeah, as yeah, a yeah, talent, yeah. all that. Uh, he and his family have had such a shitty time. You know, I met. Uh, yes, yes, you, you know, met Rosie. Met, we get it. Yeah, and such a fucking nice guy, such a great family. Um, but moving on to the point at hand here, it's how do we grapple with this? Well, um, jokes on you. There's no such thing as ethical fight sports. So conversation over. No. Oh, okay. No, no kidding. Um, I mean, I'm not kidding. There's no such thing as ethical fight sports, but, um, yes, I can definitely see your point here. Um, it's sort of a, it's a one, two combination here because on the one hand they have more money than ever and they're buying up all the talent. And uh, I mean, there's a discussion to have on like, Hey, are these people are probably finally making better livings working at this one place only, but it makes not a great product for the rest of the stuff to see, uh, rest of the people. Cause like, they're buying up all of the talent on the UK indie scene and they have these clauses to shut down these indie promotions, buy them out and shut them down so that it's only just NXT UK. So, like, on the one hand, they're soaking everything up on, like, a sponge. But on the other hand, that money is coming from TV deals for these bad content and, like, the Saudi, you know, uh, the bot Saudi shows. It's pretty, pretty terrible. So, like... It's more of the people you want to see, and these people are making a better living than they probably would be, but, like, you know, it's for these terrible company, and thus is the great dilemma of capitalism, I guess. I don't know. Um, 
one of you guys talk. Tell me where y'all fit about this. Where are y'all with wrestling currently? Just in general. Don't even make it a thing about politics quite yet if you don't want to. Right now, I'll say storyline-wise, there's not much going. The last couple of Raw SmackDowns have been relatively boring for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, as someone who's watched wrestling for a long period of time, I mean, that tends to happen, you know. Yeah. Uh, you'll have a period of time where, you know, you get some fresh faces or have some stuff going on and you'll be like, you know, totally invested. And then you'll have periods of time where it feels like things are dragging and it's slow until something new happens. Uh, wrestling's always been a roller coaster kind of to mm-hmm. me. It has its highs and its lows. Uh, now, as far as the business goes, things like that, there's a lot. And I mean, it's just not until now the way a lot of these wrestlers' contracts are. Uh, WWE has never really had the ethical high ground if we're going to go with that. Uh, and and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Sure. Um, but at the same time, like you said, with capitalism, that's just. That's how a lot of businesses are nowadays. A lot of businesses are cutthroat. They're all about that bottom line. You sure. see it everywhere you look. Uh, so, but like how do we become... grapple with ethical consumption? Yeah, like what's like what yeah. what's our response to this? Like, I don't know, Dan. Am I am, am I the only one that feels like I am complicit in this sort of thing by right. watching consumerism in, the, in in our American culture? It's like things are wrong. You know, you want them to be better. But you also know that if you don't watch, is it going to be any better? Is any change going to be made? Like, ultimately, no. And that is kind of the complacency. But at the same time, it's like you can hope that it will be better. You can make make it be known that you're not okay with it and still enjoy it or watch it in spite of. But, but what about dollar votes? You know? I think, I think sometimes about um, in in high school in my economics class, we we, we watched this uh, documentary over Walmart, and basically you know manufacturing in China, sweatshops, all that shit, and how they just do that with with no apology, and ultimately like if we all just paid a little bit more money, you know we get things that were ethically manufactured. Uh, that are better products all the way around, you know, made from better materials, but dollar votes, you know, this is the thing that rules because it's the cheapest way to go for everyone involved. Well, I mean, how are we supporting WWE currently? Like we make this podcast and we're not an enormous platform. We're not giving them promotion. They don't already have. Uh, I think, most of us aren't on the network. I think banks, I, maybe you're the only one that still has an active subscription. I haven't bought a t-shirt from them and I don't know how long. Bruce, I've been even thinking about canceling my subscription uh, just because it's not, hasn't been really too much interest yeah. to me right now. And I, yeah, the it's women's like, division is the most interesting thing I'm to just, me right now. I'm just in a position where, yeah, yeah, really the only thing that's really of any interest to me in WWE currently is Ronda Rousey. Well, if Rousey... This is the only thing I'm intrigued by. Well, Rousey, you haven't been paying attention to Becky Lynch, because, like, that whole thing's been... Well, she's been, I, mean, I mean, the women's division is the only thing that's been really juicy. Well, so, so here's the thing. Real taters. Now, is, should we not be throwing support behind this to be like, hey, actually, you know, lady fighting would be cool too sometimes if you treat it right. Like, do more of this. Give us cool yeah, stuff. Because that is true. If we, uh, let's say if we boycott WWE, then, you know, we're hurting this 
uh, movement that's been with the women because the women have come a long mm -hmm. way in the WWE and as far as like, how they're yeah. treated and what they're doing. So uh, this is legitimately the WrestleMania where we could see Ronda and Becky like main event it. Like we're we're this, very likely yes. to see this. So like if this is a bad WrestleMania, well, what do we take from that? Also, what does the company take from that? Also, there's um, uh, I I I see it as. There's a lot of things that I could barely stomach um, from the start of this podcast. You know, when when we first started this, uh, we definitely it was a WWE podcast. It was, and over the course of time, we've moved you know slowly into indies and then the actual you know combat sports, yeah. like rather than sports entertainment. Um, and you know it's, it's well well i wouldn't say we've experienced like in terms of an audience like uh super substantial growth uh we've we've learned a fuck ton uh mm -hmm. and over the course of this time it's like we've slowly uh downplayed uh wwe like we found better product. Yeah. We found more exciting product. We found product that makes a better conversation. Well, stuff that we just feel, oh, this is bad. So yeah, this stuff sucks. that we feel better well, watching. I mean, you could like, argue that I guess WWE and sports entertainment is your gateway to mm -hmm. more the world of combat sports and I don't know, but well, I mean, it it it, it is, and seeing that um, there's an odd um overlap that there are wrestling fans who are also ufc fans but there are more ufc fans who cannot stand wrestling well because yeah one is real and one is pretending to be real right um well, well, one's fake one's a drama <laughs> shit you know? one one it's is a telenovela thank you yeah i mean kind of yeah i mean one is one is actually trying to tell a story while the other one makes a story out of, you know, what isn't really, it's just life, you know, or yeah, is still trying to be life. You know, it's, it's still all very manufactured no matter what, but one is definitely more a sport than the other. Um, it's difficult. No, it's difficult uh, because... Linda McMahon is in the Trump cabinet, and I think that I've made a very clear... You know, on the show, how I feel about that administration. Um, also, Dana White uh, has, he, he was the first speaker at the Republican yeah, National Convention. Very pro Trump. So it's... Yes, he's a buddy of Trump's. It's, it's difficult uh, grappling with that. And also, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of, of Ronda Rousey. I'm a fan of Becky Lynch. Um, I think. You know, there's definitely, definitely, definitely um, some potentially good things out there. But at the same time, um, I'm not sure what's right anymore with this. Um, I'm not sure if it's okay to, you know, just tune into what I feel is important and just cover that. If we should, you know, just continue minimizing you know, the subject of WWE and let that just run its course until it, you know, until that withers away or it becomes something more worthwhile watching. 
um, because the product itself is shitty. It would be one thing if it was about like, you know, oh, hey, this product is really, really good, but yeah. the, they, they, the company makes shitty choices. It's, I could kind of compartmentalize in that sense yeah. if it was that way. But it's the product is mostly bad and they make terrible choices. Yeah, it's such it's it's a, such a drag to watch so much of the time, and it doesn't respect your time. Like it's it's not hard to really let one more thing like this push you out of it. And I mean, that's kind of where I'm. I'm still listening to a recap podcast every week, but that gives me something to do in the car, you know. So I don't know where are you guys on it. I mean, but, I feel like we all focus on everything else, and so it's. It's, I think it's there, but yeah, it's like, it's not going to be our main pivot focus point for, a, you know, kind of few reasons. So I'm kind of in the camp with you. I don't watch it as much as I used to, mm-hmm. where I used to watch every SmackDown, every Raw, uh, every pay-per-view, but I do tiptoe in and out and yeah. I do uh, read recaps and things like that. And if something catches my attention, then I'll go back and watch it. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the reasons, like I said, I was thinking about canceling my subscription because uh, I can always, if something catches my attention, watch it the next day or something on YouTube or somewhere. For real. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, right now, WWE, uh, it's in a bad spot right now. It's a little boring. Uh, but as far as just ignoring it and just completely stopping it, I don't know if I'm ready to do that but at the same time i can understand uh, minimizing it or you know if something good happens or something catches our attention yeah. then you know bringing that up but um what do you think i mean you can't stop uh you know shooting up cold turkey sometimes you gotta wean yourself off yeah i don't know it's just because a part of me goes is there really any uh, ethical consumption, truly, in this world. No. I mean, no, really, you know, no, really, no really, but no. you gotta have something. You gotta, you gotta believe in something, right? Yeah, just like you said with Walmart. I mean, you can name so many other companies, uh, even Nike. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but hey, and I'm wearing my Jordans right now. Anyway, <laughs> even though when you're talking about Walmart, like, yeah, if we just purchased something else, you know, we could stop that. I was like, yeah, but we got took out Kmart. They fucking put that in the dirt. We got one of them, guys. So we can go to Target. Okay, <laughs> bougie, calm down. But then I even make that mindset there, and this is getting into that, is because a lot of people are like, yeah, we do this overseas because it's cheaper. You know, we can get the products cheaper. But then they turn around, and they charge you an arm and leg for the same stuff. But to me, I kind of always liked, and you're the history teacher here, but uh, I always kind of like the Henry Ford model. Where if I treat my workers well, we bring the companies here, the jobs here. Yeah, it might be a little bit more, but now we got more people with money in their pockets. So instead mm-hmm. of having a lot of cheap shit that no one can afford because, you know, lack of jobs or anything like this, we got more people with money. And then maybe you just need to be a little bit more selective with what you get. You know? Right. But I mean, that's a whole political government society issue there, which is way beyond us. Right. Yep. When is when is uh somebody just gonna make us writers of a wrestling company, huh? I thought y'all were supposed to be writers of a wrestling company. Uh, probably. I, don't know. <laughs> I thought y'all were supposed uh, to be writers. Uh, <laughs> swerve. I think I don't know if we're getting swerved yet. We'll see. <laughs> that may just be fading out like so many. Have others. some goddamn faith, Arthur. 
<laughs> Work your damn neck. <laughs> you want to have that hookup? I won't get to be a ref. <laughs> Let's go, black ref. <laughs> Who needs red shoes? I've been practicing on my counting and everything. All right, let's hear it. Four. Wait, no, 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 hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's hear three count. We got our winner. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Or That's I good. can be a manager. I'm small, you okay, know. That's good. We got, okay. I wear a lot of fancy suits. I could talk about a smack. <laughs> hey, there you go. I have way too many colors in my closet. You're perfect. <laughs> I'm not saying there's flat. I'm just saying I got a lot of questions, okay? Just... <laughs> Ask like, questions. My man here, he's going to flatten you like the earth when you step in the ring with Sharp. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Well, um, okay. I think that's all this I can do This has been for a fight forever. Yeah, Colin <laughs> insisted on going out on a low note. Yep. I mean, it's important, I guess. I feel like we got to do something to cheer it up. We can't leave, uh, leave on this low note. All right. Um, we're getting an XFL team, boys. You got XFL. You got XFL. Now I'm confused. <laughs> How can you be down on WWE but you support the XFL? <laughs> Don't think about it. I got a Dallas team. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> hey, hey, they're not the Cowboys. Yeah. Wait, Man. the Cowboys are actually winning. They just beat the Saints. It's too That soon. doesn't mean I have to like them. XFL! XFL! <laughs> this has been Fighting Forever. You can find us on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. On Facebook. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Fireside Mo, FM. Thanks, Mo Good Lady and Ryder Johnson for your music. Yes. Love you. Bye. Love you. 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 Love